On a balmy evening in September 2019, Jess Agbola found herself hurriedly navigating her way through London's Old Street in the middle of rush hour. Jess's destination? A Google for Startups campus that was proving itself elusive, hidden within a labyrinth of the city's back streets. Roadworks, construction, heat, elements that all seemed to melt into one constant hum of chaos. Eventually, finally, she made it, a little dazed but triumphant. She was the first one there. Relieved, Jess flopped down on a chair in the lobby and regrouped. I should inform you listeners what had brought Jess to the Google campus on this warm summer's night. It was for a networking event, a black social entrepreneur's link-up. For Jess, it was a chance to meet a community of like-minded people who made entrepreneurship and social impact initiatives the top of the agenda. Not long before this moment, Malambo Makani was busy in a nearby law office trying to get out from under a never-ending stream of emails. He had, months before, optimistically marked in his calendar the very same event that Jess had just arrived at, but it wasn't looking good. There was no way he was going to make it in time. Eventually, Malambo decides to get up and go. He will come back to the office afterwards and burn the midnight oil. He grabs his jacket and races to make it on time. Jess, still waiting in the lobby, looks up and sees a young man walk in, sharply dressed, wearing a blazer. He looks like one of those city boys, she thinks to herself. She notices he's walking towards her with a beaming smile. He stops and extends his hand. Hi, my name is Malambo, what's yours? Hi, my name's Jess. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm Malambo. And you're listening to Starting Up and Starting Out, a weekly podcast where we dish out straightforward advice to entrepreneurs on the cusp of starting their business ventures. We will also be sharing with you the behind the scenes snippets from our own business origin story, such as biggest failures, biggest wins, and our most valuable learning experiences. So wherever you're listening, on your way to work, sitting in the bath, or chilling in your bedroom, stay tuned. On this week's episode, we'll be discussing us. We want to introduce ourselves to you, so we're going to interview each other and share with you who we are and what we're about. So Jess, tell me more about what you do. Well, I'm a recent graduate entering the big wide world of work. I'm passionate about all things social entrepreneurship, a little bit of policy, a little bit of advocacy there, uh, research. I love it. I love all of it. Just building generally. But yeah, that's me. Um, I've built an organization called the Black Women's Project. It Mm -hmm. is uh, primarily led by university students and it's around developing the next generation of Black women leaders to be well, do well, and lead well in every sphere of their lives. So what do you study at university? And do you think there's a correlation with what you study and what you end up building within tech? Yeah, definitely. At uni, I studied sociology. I am a big fan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think it really helped me get my head around the importance of staying close to people when trying to serve them or build anything for them sociology is very much like the people's course in my opinion I actually would argue it's a prerequisite of a course to take um before trying to do anything like people oriented it helped me massively in terms of yeah getting my head around the kind of problems that exist around people yeah. And yeah, how I can posit myself and work with other people to 
solve those problems. So yeah, it definitely, definitely was a big why for how I've managed to come here now. And and why do you do it? You know, why did you start building this organization? Yeah, that's a great question. I think generally I've had a I've had a big heart for the underdog. I moved around so much growing up and that meant I was always the last kid um, on the playground to be able to make friendships, you know? Mm-hmm. I was the last person to be able to enter that social group. So um, I've, I have a bit of a, a soft heart for the underdog. Um, and so when I came to uni, I just learned a lot about the standpoint of Black women in society, especially in the UK, um, and particularly where it comes to like higher education. And so I was just super... I think I was triggered, let's be real. <laughs> I was triggered. I was like, wow, wow, wow. There are so many stats. Well, there are some stats on the standpoint of black women in the UK, but it yeah. just looks a bit incomplete. Like, let's fill it out. Let's fill it out a little bit. And mm-hmm. so with those stats, um, I met one of the 25 black female professors in the UK at the time. Uh, shout out Victoria Showerming. <laughs> um, <laughs> Professor Victoria Showerming out there. She taught me um, a lot about black women, their well-being um, in the UK. And that just led me to go back to uni and be like, yo, what's happening? Is there something happening? And I learned that, yeah, there was something happening as it pertains to mental health, but there was so much more happening. And I wanted to like capture those stories. And so a community organization like rolled out of that. And then as time has gone on, we've just managed to stay close to the people like my degree taught me and consequently build something that is in tune with their needs. And so now we're very much orienting ourselves around a sustainable form of leadership yeah you know being well in order to do and lead well you know the foundation of everything we do is how well we are so we're trying to encourage that in our lifestyles and what does that sustainable form of leadership look like for you that's a great question I mean at the at the helm of it I think it's figuring out which which something that isn't new but is making sure that your cup is full so that you can show up honestly authentically and wholly for other people yeah that is that and so when we when one says be well it's Mm -hmm. a kind of it's a call to focus on what fills your cup what gives you joy what keeps you going for the long haul like those are Mm -hmm. the things that matter for me it's the arts my faith Mm -hmm. community those are the things if they're not in check my my diet because your homegirl is gluten intolerant. If those things are not in check, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to misbehave. <laughs> I'm going to misbehave. So, you know, what does it take for me to be full, to be well? And then I can start to do, you know, well in wherever I'm applying myself. And consequently, because everyone has a heart for something, I yeah. will lead somewhere as yes. well. And hopefully to the betterment of others alongside others as well. So that's what kind of sustainable form of leadership we're encouraging. Not exclusive to Black women. But of course, the the reason why I founded it for Black women was because there's a common attitude amongst Black women, which is very high achieving. Um, the underdog often wants to do a lot to show yeah. that they are not less than. And in my view, nobody is less than. And so I think as a Black woman managing the ambition we have, the perspective unique perspective we have to make a change in this world has to be held in sight of 
um, the inequalities that exist around that standpoint. Of course, not fixating on it because then we'll be trapped forever, but just to be mindful of it. And that's what the sustainable form of leadership is about. And why do you want to share that knowledge on CISO? Why is it important to you? I think that starting anything is really difficult. Like there's perfectionism, imposter syndrome. There's so many, (laughs) there's so much, right? There's so much that can stop you from starting up and starting out. Um, And I think on my own journey as well, it's been challenging. So many times I've wanted to throw in the towel because it doesn't make sense or it's not linear. Um, But the why, which is that, I inherently believe that everyone is valuable, um, black women too. Mm-hmm. And in the specific part of the world that I'm trying to make that known is why I keep returning back to it. And I think if people have a platform like starting up, starting out to figure out their own why, to follow the highs and lows of a journey that pursues or at least tries to implement a solution to the things that bother them, um yeah they'll have a they'll have some buddies we can be their buddies on that journey like <laughs> I'm so down to be um a cheerleader uh an authentic voice in a time of like building at the early stages because it's hard in these streets <laughs> it's not easy you mentioned perfectionism yeah right? and what has your experience been of perfectionism boy how much time do you have? <laughs> well, we, 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 we got all day. <laughs> Perfectionism. I mean, yeah, I, I could get super sociological about it. Um, I could, I'll try my best. Let's see. So perfectionism. Yes, that's, is that personally in me, how it manifests in me is that desire to get it right every single time. Yeah. There is no room for failure, for flexibility, for leeway, which is really like toxic. <laughs> <laughs> very unhealthy um not sustainable either it's not real it's not real um but it is a real it's a reality for me it's a reality for me um I, again i think it comes with the axioms of inequality around being a black woman um and so many other kinds of yeah underdog statuses shall i say but um yeah that's how it shows itself that I need to if I hit if I'm aiming to hit I've got to hit 100% and it's not fair it's unrealistic but it is something that I experience um and I think that this platform will allow me really encourage me because I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm not scared to even be having this conversation you know but it will really encourage me to speak up about the yeah the the overwhelming experiences of perfectionism sometimes and yeah maybe hopefully bounce some ideas off you about how to get out of that and continue Mm -hmm. to build um Mm -hmm. alongside other people thank you for sharing that yeah I mean I'm so glad that you are here and I have someone to talk with I'm so curious to find out about your journey like where are you in your journey right now what do you do what does that look like for you Malambo so I'm a trainee solicitor at a corporate firm. And um, outside of that, I'm a social entrepreneur. Yeah. I'm co-founder of a social enterprise called Knockout Crime. Mm-hmm. I'm also the director of another social enterprise called the Widening Access Network. Then outside of those social enterprises, I have a big interest in the London 
equal startup system and I'm a venture scout for Batch VC. That sounds incredible. Tell me more about why you decided to start your social entrepreneurial journey. So for me, social entrepreneurism is a way of equalizing the playing field. Right. You know, like growing up, I could I could see a lot of like social inequality, social injustice. Yeah. But sort of like no real credible method to try and solve it or the methods that I sort of saw being perpetuated to solve certain problems were, were almost like from a very top down, like, like, like top down, someone proposing, oh, we do this, we do that. But it didn't really have like a, it, it didn't really focus on the grassroots. Come on. Right? It wasn't a solution perpetuated by someone from from the grassroots. Come someone, on. someone maybe that actually understands the problem. Someone that understands the community that is having that problem. Someone that looks like, you know, the people from that community that can actually be a, a role model, but more importantly, can understand, connect, and empathize with the community. So, like, I was seeing solutions that were just far removed from that. Mm. And I thought, you know what? Like, like, what's what's being proposed isn't doesn't really help solve the problem so for me social entrepreneurism is a way to equalize the playing field but providing methods that are relatable to the people that actually need the help yeah yeah i hear that big time i hear that big time it's a mix of you know the transferring agency in this dynamic to the people who Mm. can solve the problem Mm -hmm. i mean there are where inequality is concerned there are so many stakeholders <laughs> yeah. there are so many stakeholders um who create and perpetuate that inequality yes um, but those who are at the receiving end of that inequality also mm-hmm. should have a say in how that inequality should be alleviated and you're right to say that social entrepreneurship is um or social enterprise rather is a is a is a is a, is a method to do that is a method, it is. yeah, and there it are is. other methods that aren't so effective or empowering, um, and there are probably more. There are other methods that are more empowering than social enterprise. But yeah. as for where we're at right now, yeah, on our journeys, the social enterprise model has been one that, we're, yeah, we're, we're we're going down. And I love to hear that on your journey, it was it it emerged as something that was that would transfer power to the people. Yeah. Right. To solve their problems. I love that. I mean, I'm so I'm so encouraged to hear more about your story and think it would be worth finding out. Yeah, you're I guess you told me a little bit about why you do it. Um, mm-hmm. but tell me more about the people. You seem to be really enamored with the people and that you're trying to serve. Tell me about that. So it's essentially black people or mm. people. Because those are people that I that well that's that's kind of like where like who I am. Yeah. Where but just like looking at the stats, the figures, they are people who tend to be underrepresented. They are people who tend to be disadvantaged. Mm-hmm. 
and the whole point of, of focusing on that is I just want to see my people empowered. I, I just hear want, that. I just want to see my people win. I hear that. But also at the same time, like I know my people are very innovative. Mm. You know, I know my people are creating amazing businesses, are creating amazing solutions, but just don't have the same shot, right. the same access to That's those it. opportunities to make those businesses shine. Right. You know, really share those innovations yeah. with, with the world and solve even bigger problems. Mm-hmm. That makes so much sense. And it and it speaks to your heart for VC being able to scale, right? But yes. it also speaks to the specific problem that you're trying to work with and solve with Knockout Crime. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, so Knockout Crime was co-founded by me and my best friend, right. uh, Dwayne Mukasa. And it was really to address the problem of knife crime, gun crime and gun culture in London, right? Mm-hmm. Because there were, there were serious levels of, of youth violence and um, me and him sort of were, were, were thinking, you know what, like we, we've been sort of like, we are one of the fortunate few that have sort of like come out of this, mm. right? But we are also at a stage where we can give so much, you know, mm-hmm. we have learned so much in our journey. Yeah. You know, boxing was one of those tools, one of those outlets that allowed us to sort of stay off the streets, wow. find our focus maintain our discipline and really channel our energy into something very productive mm. so that was something we just wanted to share with other young people that are sort of um, you know at risk of serious serious violence getting involved in gangs and uh, really at risk of going to prison mm. we're like you know what we're, we're going to create the social enterprise use boxing as a, as a tool to transform lives that's it but give young people an outlet to keep them off the streets but also to channel their energy into something productive i love that so much again i'm just hearing that transfer of power i'm loving that the, mm. the, the, there's a sharing of power you know in your journey you accumulated some and you're like i'm gonna pass this ladder back down i love that so much that's so encouraging so that's key yeah you know that, that is so key right? that is so key because like we, we you're only in this world for so long mm. that your your impact is measured by what did you actually do to give back to those that are coming after you? Yeah, I hear that. I hear that 100%. And, you know, I think that's probably feeds into the next question I want to ask you about. Does that have anything to do with why you're speaking on starting up, starting out? What What is your what is your wife is speaking on here? Because starting up, starting out is an amazing platform to not only share my journey authentically, but also to inspire a wider audience. You know, my people out here with amazing ideas, but are just are just finding themselves stopped or stuck as to I have this brilliant idea, but how do I execute this yeah. idea? How do I bring this idea to life? You know, and by us sort of sharing our journey, we 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 can talk about the pitfalls, we can talk about the successes, yeah. you know, the do's and the don'ts, and what we eventually managed to overcome to actually make this into a reality. You know, an idea that is now tangible and in the world and 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 solving real problems. Yeah, yeah, I hear that big time. I love that. I love that. It's it's so encouraging because sometimes when we, I don't know about you, but when I reflect on you know this when I reflect on our standpoint in this world I am sometimes I'm super encouraged like I'm hella encouraged like yeah what a time to be alive you know it's a time you know like this is such a time to be alive where 
the internet technology mm. has just really put power into the hands of people to really take hold of their destiny. Right. We we're no longer having to wait for someone to say, "Oh, this is how you do this," right. or, or or you can now do this. Mm. But it's like you know what? We we now have the agency to just oh, well, let's just make it happen. Yeah, yeah. You no, know, we're not waiting for anyone to say you can do it. We'll just do it. Yeah, I love it, and I think that's the that's the allure and and the appeal of entrepreneurship that there is a there is some degree of agency you have over this. Of sure. course, like I'll bring in my little sociology here and there, in the sense that. Being a black person um, and recognizing the gaps in the market in society that you want to make a change around, it's also coupled with the fact that, yeah, at the same time, it's what a wonderful time to be alive. It's at the same time you're juggling, yeah, like you said, a lack of access to things, a lack of know-how to things. Mm-hmm. Um, what If I want to put my eggs in this basket, how am I sure they're not going to break? You know, mm-hmm. these kind of things. We have to ask ourselves these very real questions like, yeah, Google can tell me this yeah you know my role model looks like me and there's at least one of them in this sphere but hold up just a second I'm still maybe the eldest child of this migrant family you know Mm -hmm. who's the next steps it feels like feels on my shoulders it's balancing that right there's such a tension to be black is to be beautiful it is to be limitless it is to be innovative it is to be sometimes feels helpless Mm -hmm. sometimes it feels isolating sometimes it feels like really daunting but Mm -hmm. like you said a degree of that power is still in our hands right and I really feel like this journey with starting up starting out will be able to share the very real complex multi-dimensional you know the real real (laughs) of what it means to be black and and hungry um, and fragile and multidimensional you know on this journey of building I'm super excited like this is this is starting up starting out and all the real real <laughs> it's gonna be mad you know it's, it's gonna be mad yeah so we just want to thank you for listening to our first episode we'll be back next week where we'll be kicking off our series with advice on how to identify the gap in the market and how your business idea can fill it Stay tuned and please hit the subscribe button and leave a review on wherever you listen to your podcast. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.